Hello, FitFizz friends. I am back. Um, how are you doing lately, considering this drastic shift in the state of the world since the last time you heard from me? It feels pretty surreal, huh? So I pondered a lot whether I should even do this episode or not, but obviously I decided yes. Um, but today I'm not directly talking about COVID-19. I know we've all heard enough, but I'm talking about the impact that I've seen it have on regular lives. And hopefully I'm going to give you a bit of a new perspective on some things if you've found yourself frustrated in any way with this shift. And I see a lot of really pointless judgments going on in regards to fitness goals and gyms not being open and dealing with an unexpected mindset and things like that. But first... In case you're new to the show, I am Kelly Wilson, owner of FitFizStudio.com, and I am a certified trainer, nutrition coach, behavior change specialist, autoimmune disease educator, and I've worked in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years. I'm here to help you ditch the gimmicks, find strength through your struggles, give you knowledge for making the smartest choices for your own health, and to remind you to celebrate victory all along the way. Now, in case anyone is out there listening and wondering something like, geez, Kelly, I think you're a little late to the game on this. If you're going to talk about it at all, uh, as far as dealing with social isolation, gym closures, home workouts, yeah, I realize I'm a little bit late. But aside from being far busier since all of this happened, I've been far busier uh, because even though my gym is closed down, they are expecting quite a lot from us as far as work goes, even though we're at home with minimal pay that does not cover my bills, not even close. So I'm scrambling to make ends meet in other ways uh, myself. Along with that, I also found myself going back and forth in my head if I should even dedicate an episode to this stuff or not, like I said, uh, because I realize that people are sick of hearing all about this stuff. And I never want my episodes to be just like what everyone else is saying. And I didn't start a podcast to talk just for the sake of talking. It's important to me that I have something worthwhile to say every time. So as I went back and forth in my head and I was seeing more and more judgments on social media, judgments that were very one-sided in their opinions on the effectiveness of home workouts. And I realized that the voices that were not part of this picture are the people who are really trying to achieve something in their fitness journey and how they are all struggling or maybe you are struggling. So I decided to do this and I hope you will find it worthwhile. So I'm going to break this down into two sides of a big argument that I'm seeing from my perspective. And I'm going to do my best to bring some validation to both sides in case anyone listening is only seeing things in a one-sided way. Remember, as I've said in past episodes, that basically everything in regards to fitness or nutrition requires nuance in order for it to be accurate. Now, with nutrition, there's the side of eat whatever you want, pig out, who cares if you have an alcoholic drink at 10 a.m., order food every night, don't even think about your diet until this is all over. And the fitness side of this kind of outlook sounds something like, home workouts are stupid. I hate it. I might as well not even try until the gym's open again. Everything I worked for is going to be lost. Uh, using nothing but a resistance band is never going to challenge me. And most of these things being said in response to 
people who are doing at-home workouts and counting cardio as chasing their kids around the yard for 30 minutes, which I think is a beautiful thing. And people sharing healthy recipes or asking questions about what they should be concerned with during this time as far as nutrition. That's the other side of things that I'm seeing that are going on on social media. And I'm absolutely going to use this platform to say what I wanted to say to all of these people, which is it all depends on your goals. And it depends on what feels right for you at this time, which might change day to day. And that is honestly what matters right now for each of you. Anything that you feel about what is happening in the world right now or your personal situation right now is valid. And what you feel is right for you in response is valid, no matter what anybody else tells you. Now, I truly do not care the slightest bit if anyone wants to eat nothing but junk food and Kool-Aid during this time that we're all socially distancing or practicing self-isolation. I really don't care. That's your choice. But I did go on a rant on my Instagram story that uh, it was happened on the first day that I realized the shelves of grocery stores were being completely cleared out here in Illinois. And I'll tell you part of what my rant said. And this was about two weeks ago. So I had already seen an onslaught of posts talking about do this to boost immunity and here are the supplements you need to protect your immune system from this virus and things like that. But yet stores were completely sold out of things like junk food, juice boxes, fruit snacks, highly processed snacks of all kinds. So in my brain, those things created my rant that basically people were out here sharing what they thought were the best ways to boost immunity with vitamins in a pill form while simultaneously stocking up on sugar and junk food. So what I said was that I didn't really believe that anyone truly cared about protecting their immune system based on the fact that stores were completely wiped out of junk food, but there was still tons of produce left from what I saw. So. I felt a little bad for thinking in such a uh, a macro way. So a few hours later, I deleted it because I was pretty worked up with what I said. And But another reason I took it down was because I had realized that the link between immunity and junk food, it was obvious to me. But then I had realized maybe it's not so obvious to a lot of other people. So this is another, this is an important point that I wanted to make today one of the reasons why I decided to actually do this episode. So one of the biggest enemies of a healthy immune system is inflammation. I did a whole episode on it earlier, so listen to that if you haven't. But what causes inflammation? Junk food, sugar, processed foods, or what I like to collectively call what? Sludge. So if you want to be a logical person, and I hope you do, if you find yourself concerned about boosting your immune system, but you're eating a ton of junk food, well, I'm here to tell you, I've got another harsh truth for you. It's kind of like putting fuel into your gas tank, but there's a hole in your gas tank. So you're not going to get too far. Fried foods are another thing that create inflammation in the body, period, in everyone. The more you eat of these things, the more inflammation you'll get. And it's not necessarily anything that you'll see or feel. I mean, some people might have breakouts on their skin or you might feel your fingers get swollen, but it's 
it's something that is happening on a cellular level. So you don't see or feel it just like you can't see or feel if you have improved immunity by taking vitamin C or vitamin D or whatever some kind of blog post told you to take. And I got the sense over the past couple of weeks that people were grasping for any source that would tell them, boom, here's the magic supplement that you need to not get infected with coronavirus. Now, I'm not sure how many people stopped to rationalize things. So this is another important point that I wanted to make in this episode today. There is no right vitamin or supplement that's hyper relevant to coronavirus over another. What all of these articles that I'm seeing being shared over and over and over, what they're saying is very general for boosting immunity in general at all times to any virus. So none of that is new information. So I want people to realize that and not just be like, boom, here's the magic here. I'm not going to get coronavirus. Now, going back to how inflammation relates to lowered immunity. The cells in our bodies can release a protein called cytokines, and this process is always happening in the body, but sometimes cytokines are released more than normal in what's called a cytokine storm. Now, cytokine storms happen when the immune system is under attack in any way due to a virus or an autoimmune condition or even just from environmental toxins. Cytokine storms are most definitely happening on a very extreme level with anybody who currently has COVID-19. But when you eat sugar and fried foods and processed junk foods, you're also giving the body a reason to stir up a lower level cytokine storm. It's inflammation. It's the chemical reaction of these things and how it all reacts to your cells, causing excessive cytokines to be released and automatically lowering your immune system's ability to fight off viruses. So that's a quick glance at the connection between immunity and inflammation. But hopefully you see why you can improve your immune system to an extent by simply cutting back on junk food and not even worrying about like best supplement this, best supplement that. And one more thing as far as boosting immunity, getting adequate sleep and lowering your fight or flight response or that sense of any sense of panic that you might feel is really going to get you much further to improve your immunity uh, than taking extra vitamins in the form of a pill. And yeah, you can do both. That's cool. But if you're sleep deprived and stressed out, don't even worry about the supplements. I think that's kind of silly. Get some rest. Make that way more of a priority than figuring out what kind of supplement is going to boost your immunity. It amazes me how often people, I see people complaining of not being able to sleep when there's so much you can proactively do to get better sleep, but yet people aren't willing to do basic things like set a schedule, get blue light away from your eyes within two hours of sleeping. And those kinds of tips that I talked about on episode 20 about sleep hygiene. Most of the time when a person can't sleep, it's true. Like the root cause comes down to an overload of adrenaline from for some reason or another or what we call stress. And you got to lower that excessive adrenaline in some way, or you simply will not be able to get adequate sleep. 
Okay, now on to the fitness side of things. Now that most people don't currently have access to a gym, uh, if that was how you chose to got exercise before, yeah, it can be a little bit frustrating. And you might even find that you're maybe even going through the five stages of grief in regards to this. So I think some people really are. Um, some people have been calling it superficial, but I want to remind those people that many people depend on exercise for stress relief, for mental health. And someone even posted in my FitFizz Facebook group today that she needs regular workouts to keep her headaches away. And yeah, I truly get it. I really do. Um, and I really feel for all of my brand new personal training clients who I saw them make solid progress in weight loss and strength with me in the gym for two to three weeks before this all happened. And some of them are genuinely worried about backsliding, not only on physical progress, but on the mental progress side of things as well, which is such a huge part of it. And as I said, I've witnessed a lot of people bashing home workouts and claiming that they can't get an effective workout from home. So here comes the harsh truth. I am 100% sure that even if you can squat double or triple your body weight, that you can still get some kind of effective training at home. And no, it doesn't require plates. And I understand that might not be what you want to do. And you miss the clanking of those heavy plates, just like I do. But a lot of powerlifters and bodybuilders tend to neglect mobility. They neglect having healthy fascia, which is something I can talk more about if you're interested in, and neglect basic biomechanics, which, you know, months or years of neglect, they end up with injuries. So it never hurts to go back to basics with things like wall sits, reverse lunges, jump rope in intervals for conditioning. And, you know, those are just super basic things. And there's lots, lots, lots more that you can do if you hate those for whatever reason. And I do also understand that it's not ideal for your preferences, but now is a great time that we can all learn from very basic principles, no matter how advanced you might think that you are. It, sometimes we can learn the most if we just get a humble mindset and go back to very basic things. So for the people who actually don't like working out at all, but are actually trying, I applaud you. And once again, there's nothing wrong with taking this time completely off if you want to. But as with most things I'm saying today, it truly depends on your personal goals. While it might not cause any mental distress for you to take a whole month off from any type of workouts, please don't be critical of others who choose to get activity in one way or another. I know I certainly don't want to become a sloth during this time because I don't like how it makes me feel, but I'm also managing my expectations for what I know is realistic for me during this time. And another thing to keep in mind, some activity is better than no activity. But if you do have a goal, whether it's weight loss or building muscle, and maybe you're kind of left, on, left to your own devices as far as training goes right now, keep in mind that what you do should be relevant to your goals. And strength training is going to have far more of a benefit to your overall health than locking into some kind of cardio dance workout that's just going to make you sweat and elevate your heart rate. If you have a strength goal, do strength workouts. And it might seem obvious, but I think that line has really be bl been blurred. So that's why I'm reminding everybody. And if your goal is to lose fat, 
also do strength workouts. It is going to help you the most. Now, most of all, don't abandon yourself during this time. Whatever that means for you, don't abandon any goals that are important to you, regardless of how critical other people might be during this time. Every, you know, a lot of people are getting cranky, so it's not personal. Um, not all progress will be lost if you're making an effort. And even if you have goals, but maybe you're in an intensely emotional state because you're scared for your health or your job during this time. Have compassion for yourself. It's okay to let go of heavy things weighing you down. It really is. If you need comfort for the sake of your mental health, find comfort and don't feel guilty if that means not working out. Definitely prioritize that if that feels right to you. And it's also normal for your brain to kind of freak out during a time like this, we still have a primitive part of our brain that likes to take over when anything unexpected happens. And it can take some more work to calm down that mental chatter. The, it's like your, it's your monkey mind, like I mentioned in the meditation episode. This monkey mind, it's kind of like it's throwing around 15,000 wild thoughts every second. But what you can do is try observing it as if it's not part of you. Like, oh, Hey there, wild thoughts, out of control thoughts. I see you from, I see you over there, but I'm going to take control of things now. And do your best to calm that monkey mind, that chatter. And everything in the world right now is sending us signals to contract, right? Stay home, wash your hands, clean everything. The gym is closed. Be fearful. The virus is spreading. Do this, do that. It's all contract, contract, contract. So I personally think that if you can manage to see this as a time to expand, and no, I'm not talking about the circumference of your waist, <laughs> but find ways to expand during this time. Your mind, learning something new, expand your creativity in response to limitations that you might have right now. Expand your acceptance, your patience, your capacity to show acts of kindness, expand your empathy, expand by connecting in new ways with people like many people, including my family who have done Zoom conferences just to uh, have that kind of connection, even though it's not in person. These are ways of embracing expansion in a time when the world is telling us to contract, contract. And if nothing else, I know this is going to sound cheesy, but I got to say it, expand your lungs with deep breathing for yourself and your sanity. And for all of the people who are struggling to even use their lungs right now is a sad result of this virus. So expansion, not contraction. And if you need home workouts if you, or want new recipes or a sense of community that is away from the noise of your regular Facebook feed, I invite you to join the Fit Fizz Raw Energy Oasis. And I really hope to see you there. Just type it into the search box on Facebook or use the link in the show notes. And that is all for today, my friends. Until next time, breathe deeply, expand, stay strong, and always celebrate victory. Celebrate victory.